everyone, hey everyone, welcome back, and to all the new listeners, welcome to a new Focus Podcast, which is a Bible study podcast that can help enrich your life. Um, I'm your host, Alonzo Richardson, and this is a special episode of a new Focus Podcast. Um, first, I want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers and father influences um, in this world and even those who have um, passed on we still want to acknowledge all the fathers um, that we have in our life Um, this is a special one for me because I want to honor my father um, the late Michael Richardson um, for some that do know me and a lot of y'all that don't know me, um, my, I'm a preacher's son. Um, so what inspired me to do this podcast is him, you know, not only him being a preacher, but also him being, uh, making cassette tapes for the church. He will make the cassette tapes of the service or the, or the sermons and distribute them to the church members. And he was, you know, kind of ahead of ahead of his time of recording media, you know, and recording the gospel, um, which, you know, inspires me to do this podcast. And I just want to honor him today. Um, and of course, along with my family, my brothers, uh, I want to honor him today. Um, today I will play a sermon, one of his sermons that he had, um, you know, later on, of course, well, not of course, but, um, he did pass, um, in 2004 and, um, we kept his sermon tapes and a little bit, you know, few years after that we made the sermon tapes into mp3s and kind of remastered them a little bit and i thought it would be special to play one of his sermons uh today on father's day so this uh one of the sermons uh, i want to play is christ makes a difference christ makes a difference um, I hope I pray and hope that this sermon will help you uh, in your everyday life and and get better knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. This morning, for just a few minutes, we want to take a thought from what some theologians have called the oldest book in the Bible, the book of Job. I asked Bishop earlier, I said, Bishop, why do they call the book of Job the oldest book in the Bible? And Bishop gave me a deep-seated theological spiritual answer. Bishop said, Mike, I wasn't there when he wrote the book. You know? <laughs> I said, that's a good one. Okay. <laughs> but I love the book of Job. Um... We like to quote from Job a lot. We want to take our thought this morning from Job, the ninth chapter, and the 32nd verse. 
And he said, for he is not a man as I am, that I should answer him, and we should come together in judgment. Neither is there any daysman betwixt us that might lay his hand upon us both. I want to use for a topic this morning, Christ makes the difference. Christ makes the difference. From time to time, I hear someone ask another person the question, what is it you want people to remember about you? When you've gone the last mile of the way, what would you like people to say about you? And I thought about that. And I said, first of all, I would want people to say about me that I was a man of God. I believe that's one of the highest compliments that can ever be paid to anybody. Uh, to be a man, to be called a man or a woman of God. David, despite the things that he did, the Bible says that David was a man after God's own heart. I don't think it gets, better, it gets any better than that. Even Abraham, the Bible says that Abraham was a friend of God. I think that's a high compliment to be paid. So I, I, I would want people to remember me as being a man of God. Another thing, though, I want people to say about me that when I was here, that Michael Richardson made a difference. You see, a lot of people live their lives uh, no matter how many years the Lord gives them, they live their lives not making an impact on our society any kind of way. Not making a difference. But I don't want to live my life uh, in vain. I don't want my life to be a waste. I want somebody to say, somebody to say that Michael Richardson was able to make a difference. You see, if you ask people who, who, who know the Lord as their Savior, they'll tell you that Christ made a difference. And this is the topic we're going to deal with. Now, you look at that passage in Job, you said, Mike, how do you get that title out of that passage in Job? Well, if you stick with me just a few minutes, uh, we'll work our way to that. But as I said, though, I, I, I want people to say that I made a difference. Uh, I like the song that happens to be the favorite song of Dr. Martin Luther King. His so the song says that if I can help somebody, as I pass along. If I can help somebody with a word or song, if I can just show somebody that he's traveling wrong, then my living shall not be in vain. And I want you to know that Dr. King's life was not lived in vain. Many of us sitting here who got these good jobs owe a lot to Dr. King and the Lord. Because Dr. King made a difference. Let's take it a step further. The Cardinals now, they finished six games behind the wild card team. Yet they were able to draw over three million people. You know why? It's because of that person they called the big redhead, Mark McGuire. You see, for the Cardinals, Mark McGuire, he made a difference. Now, I looked in the dictionary uh, for a definition of the word difference, and um, I couldn't find a definition that really suited this sermon for the word difference, so I looked further down, and I looked at the phrase, to make a difference. When something or someone makes a difference, it means that something or someone has a great influence 
When something or someone makes a difference, it means that something or that someone has a great impact. When something, when something makes a difference, it makes up for that that was lacking. Or, or when something makes a difference, it means that thing is very necessary and your life would be hard without it. Let me give you an example. When I was growing up, there were no such thing as microwave ovens. No microwave ovens, Brother Wilson. Yeah, when I was growing up. When I was growing up, we did not have cell phones. When I was growing up, we did not have computers. I know Bernice probably said, Mike, you old, brother, you know. When I was growing up, we did not have cable TV. But now, let us try to live without those things. Let us try to live without a microwave. Somebody help me this morning. Let us try to live without a cell phone this morning. It irritates me people driving and talking on the phone. That burns me up when I see folks do that. That's another, that's another sermon right there, all right? But let us try to live, you know, you can take everything else from me, but don't take my cable TV. Hallelujah. And let us try to live without computers. Everything is computerized these days. In other words, what I'm saying is that all of these things make a difference. Now, I'm not comparing Christ to a computer or a cell phone or a microwave or cable TV. But since I've been knowing, since I've walked with the Lord, and since the Lord has walked with me, if the Lord were to leave me, there would be a big void in my life. In other words, when Jesus Christ comes into the heart of men and women, Jesus makes a difference. That songwriter wrote that song that said, What a wonderful change in my life has been wrought since Jesus came into my heart. You see, when Christ comes into a man or a woman, Christ makes a difference. I like that song that the choir is saying. It said, without him, I could do nothing. Without him, I truly fail. Without him, my life would be drifting like a ship without a sail. You see, my friends, Christ makes a difference. One of the biggest thrills for me was... Uh, leading my brother to the Lord. That was a big thrill for me. You know, my brother called me that day, and I led him to the, through the steps and stuff like that. And if you knew my brother before he knew the Lord, you would see that there is a difference now. You see, when Christ comes into the heart of a man or a woman, there has to be a difference now. The scriptures tell us that uh, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. It says that the old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. You see, Christ makes a difference. Now, I know you're saying, well, you know, what's this got to do with Job? Just, just give me a few minutes. We're getting there. We're getting there. All right. we, we're taking a long way around, all right? We're taking a scenic route. <coughs> When Jesus walked on this earth, Jesus made a difference. 
You see, one thing that Jesus did, the reason the Pharisees didn't like Jesus, because Jesus got rid of this, got rid of the, the old boy network. You know, the Pharisees were like us, you know. Well, we've been doing it this way for 50 years. I know y'all ain't going to shout now, but I'm going to preach it anyway now. Well, Bishop so-and-so said this. Bishop, well, that don't make it right because Bishop so-and-so said something now. And, and, and this is how the Pharisees were. You know, Jesus was kind of ran on their parade. You see, when Jesus came, Jesus made a difference now. You see, the Pharisees, they, they were flesh pleasers. They did things to please their flesh. But Jesus took a step farther. He said, if your heart ain't right, it don't care what you do in the flesh. I don't care if you do give to the poor. I don't care if you do pray in the public. If your heart ain't right, that ain't going to cut the mustard. You see, when Christ came, now, y'all go with me now, all right? When Jesus came, when he dealt with the Pharisees, you see, Jesus, he made, he made the difference. Pharisees were, 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 were good with the law. They knew what the law said. In fact, they tried to use the law against Jesus. You remember, you remember when they brought the lady to, that, that had been caught in the adultery to Jesus? They said, now, you know that the law of Moses said that she should be stoned. They said, now, what do you say? Now, see, if he had said anything contradictory to the law, he was going to be in trouble. So they said, now, now, the, now, the law of Moses said she ought to be stoned. What do you say? But the Bible said that Jesus knelt down on the ground and he wrote something in the dirt. I don't know what he wrote now. But whatever he wrote, he got their attention. You know what I'm saying? Because after he wrote what he wrote, they were, they were to be seen no more. Jesus said to the woman now, where are your accusers now? You see, Christ made a difference. And if there ever was a person who made an impact on our society, not only did he make an impact, but he's still making an impact this 2,000 years later, it's Jesus Christ. You see, when Jesus lived, he made an impact. And when Jesus died, he made a bigger impact. Job asked the question, if a man shall die, shall he live again? He said, in all the days of my appointed time, when I wait till my day comes. Well, Job, I got the answer for you. Christ died. Christ was buried. But Christ rose that third day morning. And I want you to know, because Christ rose, because Christ lived, we're also going to rise one day. Jesus said that I'm the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. See, I want you to know this morning. Christ makes a difference. Now, you're still saying, what's this got to do with Job? Hold on now, all right? Don't rush me, all right? We're getting there. <laughs> we know the story of Job. And I'm going to try to give it to you in a nutshell. I'm going to try to go from chapter 1 to chapter 9 in about five minutes. <laughs> you say, don't try it, Mike. All right. We know the story of Job. God was holding counsel with the angels. And it just so happened, Satan happened to show up with the angels. And God said, uh, and I'm just kind of paraphrasing, he said, now, Satan, uh, where you been? He said, well, you know, uh, I've been going to and fro in the earth, walking up and down. In other words, he wasn't doing it but causing trouble. That's what he was doing now. See, see, see the Bible says that he, he's as a roaring lion walking about, seeking who he may devour. So he said, I'm just walking up and down to and fro in the earth. And God said, well, 
have you considered my servant Job? He said, yeah, well, I thought about him. But see, you got that hedge around him now. See, I can't do nothing while you got that hedge around Job. Take down the hedge and I can do something with it. Let me, let me stop right here. I am so thankful for God's hedge of protection. If I were to try to make a list of all the dangers that I escaped because of the Lord, I'd run out of paper. Can I tell you something that happened to me last week? I was, uh, something happened to the Taurus. I thought it was a rack and pinion steering, all right? So uh, I, was, I drove it up to the shop, you know. I figured I could make it up there. So I got the car up there. He, said, uh, he told my wife, he said, now, the frame under the car that holds the engine, two of the bolts had come loose. So in essence, I was driving with the engine hanging out. So he said, well, I don't know how you made it up here. But I said to myself, I know how I made it up there. You see, God, every each and every day, God keeps you out of dangers that you don't even see. That's why at the beginning of your day, at the end of your day, you say, say Lord, I thank you now. Lord, you got me through this day. Lord, you watched over me. Lord, you protected me. Lord, I thank you. Okay, back to the sermon. All right. He said, yes, I, 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 I consider Job, but you got that hedge around him. God said, okay, I'll take down the hedge. He said, strip him of everything he has, but don't touch his body. Job lost everything. He lost his house. He lost his livestock, lost his cattle. News came to him that Job, that all ten of his children were killed. Lord, have mercy. I don't know how I would handle that thing. If somebody said that all ten of my children were killed. But even as Job was going through that now, he still was in the right frame of mind now. Look what he said now. He said, naked came I out of my mother's womb. And naked shall I return thither. He said, the Lord giveth. He said, the Lord has taken away. He said, blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, thanks. I hope I had that same kind of spirit. Oh, if, if, if God decides to strip you of everything, I hope I can say without conviction that the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Satan came again. Same scenario took place. They're checking in with the Lord. The Lord says to Satan, where you been? Oh, you know, walking to and fro up and down the earth, you know. He said, have you considered my servant Job? He said, yeah, but you know, you know, you got that hedge around him now, okay? He said, now, if you afflict his body. In other words, Job, uh, the, the devil said, now, skin for skin, all that a man hath would he give for his life. In other words, if you touch his body, let me afflict his body, I guarantee you he'll curse you to your face. Well, God gave the devil. Isn't there something now? The devil can't do nothing unless God lets him do it. See, the devil, is not, the devil can only do what God lets him do. You know, that's why this stuff, this stuff where the devil made me, the devil ain't made you do nothing now. Stop, stop lying on the devil, all right? But, 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 the devil had to get permission from God. See, if God said you can't touch him, you best believe the devil wasn't going to touch him. You see, God is always going to have the last word now. He said, go ahead, you can afflict him. And the Bible said that his body had boils from head to toe. His wife said, Job, oh, she said, you ought to just curse God and die. But he said, look, he talked like one of the foolish women. Well, we find that Job's friends came to him. 
Don't preach my sermon, Sister Griffin. Uh, <laughs> his friends, his friends were Bildad, Eliphaz, and Zophar. Now the Bible says now they came to Job. I'm moving through these nine nine chapters now. All right. They sat with Job seven days and seven nights. The Bible says they didn't say nothing. And don't you know that's that's point? If a person is grieving, you don't have to say nothing all the time. You know, uh, if a person is grieving, just sit there with the person, hold the person's hand, put your arm around the person, but you ain't got to talk. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to say something to make a situation worse than it was. So the friends, they just sat there. Seven days, seven nights, they just sat there. But then Job started complaining. The Bible said Job cursed the day that he was born. What did he say that for? So all of a sudden now, the friends go from sympathetic to apathetic. These friends go from accommodating to accusation. So the friends will say, Job, now look, you must have done something wrong. Let me say this. I know I keep doing this on interruption. Just because the person is going through a hard time, it does not mean they did something wrong. I hear people say, well, this man, he's poor as Job's turkey, which I have not found in the Bible yet. I'm looking for Job's turkey. But they say, well, the reason he's like that because he doesn't know the Lord. We don't know that. We always say because the person in the situation, they must have done something wrong. That is not true. Well, this is what the friends were saying now. Friends were saying, Job, you, you messed up. Job, fess up, Job. So Bildad, Bildad, one of the so-called friends, he came up with this brilliant idea. He said, Job, look here now. I'm going through these nine chapters now, right? He said, God is fair. God is just. You know, if, if, you're, if you're right, God will help you. But if you're wrong, God will punish you. Why don't you just go to God and plead your case before God? Well, thanks a lot, Bill, Dad. Because that's easier said than done. Now, go with me in, in chapter 9 now. Read, read, read. Start reading in chapter 9. right there. First of all, he said, he said, now, if I could go to God, if I could have counsel with God, if I could plead my case before God, first of all, God would ask me a thousand questions and I couldn't answer one of them. Keep on reading. Keep on reading. Stop right there. Stop right there. 
Okay, he said, first of all, if I do go to God and plead my case before God, he can ask me a thousand questions. I couldn't ask one of them. He said, another problem I have is that he goes by me and I can't see him. I can't see God. How am I going to go to God and plead my case? You see, Job was in a dilemma. But read, what is, read that 32nd verse now. Go to the 32nd verse. We're going to try to bring it home now. Stop right there. Stop right there. Stop right there. He said, look here. Look here, Bill, Dad, Mr. Know-it-all. He said, God's not a man like I am. See, you and I, we can talk to each other. We can argue with each other. And we can, we can deal with our problems with each other. But God is not like, God is not a man like I am. You see, he is an infinite God, and I'm a finite man. How am I going to go to God? And I know people don't mean harm when they say this. I was listening to the radio the other day. I was talking to a football coach. And at the end of the conversation, he said, well, you know, I just want to credit the guy upstairs. See, God is not the guy upstairs. God is not the man upstairs either. I know people don't mean harm when they say this. You see, the Bible says that God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This is what the Bible says. See, God is not a man. He's not the man upstairs. He is not a man as we are now. But he said now, neither is there a daysman betwixt us who might lay his hands upon us both. A daysman. Daysman is an arbitrator. Daysman is a mediator. You see, Job had a problem now. Job said, look, if I plead my case before God, I need somebody who can represent me before God. You see, if, if you go to court and you're convicted of a crime, you don't plead your own case. I heard a lawyer say that any man who goes to court and pleads his own case has a fool for an attorney. You don't go, you don't go to, 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 to the court and before the judge trying to plead your own case. What you do, you get a lawyer to help you plead your case. And this is what Job was saying. Job said, look, I need someone who is able to plead my case before God. See, Job said what he needed was this now. He said, I need a daysman. I need a mediator. He said, I need an arbitrator. He said, what I need, he said, now, I need somebody who is just like me. But then he has to be like God. He said, I need somebody who can lay his hands on me. And then he can lay his hands on God. He said, I need somebody who thinks like me, yet he has to think like God. I need somebody who understands me, yet he has to understand God. I, I need somebody who acts like me, yet he has to act like God. Job said, I can't find that person. But Paul said, I found him. Paul said that there is one God, one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. You see, this is where uh, this is where Christ made the difference. You see, man for years had tried to plead his own case before God. God had enough of it. God said, now, if you want to come through me, you better come through the mediator of my son, Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus said that I'm the way, the truth, and the life. He said, no man comes to the Father but by me. You see, Christ made the difference. Job said, I can't see him. I can't see God. How am I going to talk to God? That's why the Bible says, that's why God sent his son Jesus down upon the earth. 
The Bible says his name should be called Emmanuel, which is interpreted God is with us. Now God was walking among men. Not only were they able to see God, but they were able to touch God. They were able to talk to God. You see, in this case, Christ made a difference. Job said, I need a mediator. Job said, I need somebody who can plead my case before God. But Paul said, I found him, Job. You see, in this particular case, Christ made the difference. You see, even while he was living, Christ made the difference. Even when he died, Christ made the difference. And even today, Christ can make a difference. I want you to know this morning, if you're going through something, don't try to hold on to it yourself. You see, we try to solve our own problems. We never come up with the answer. We never come up with the conclusion. But I'm here to tell you this morning, if you're going through something this morning, give it to the Lord. And I want you to know this morning that Christ can make a difference. Oh, the scripture, I like the song that said, without him, I can do nothing. Without him, I'd surely fail. Without him, my life would be drifting like a ship without a sail. I want you to know this morning that Christ can make the difference. We're going to ask you to stand. Thank you for listening to a new Focus podcast. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean, and also on YouTube. Um, give us a like and give us a comment and I pray and hope that this show will help you encourage you to um, look into the Bible to help you on your everyday journey thank you God bless